You're listening to Fanholes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those at? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. (laughs) I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. uh, We are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman. (laughs) It is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. (laughs) (laughs) We do a podcast? What the fuck? Hey, Groot, you get a load of this fan hole show? I am Groot. Yeah, they ain't so hot. What's so great about science fiction and comic books, eh? Them losers need to get a life. I am Groot. What do you mean, buddy? You can't honestly enjoy that flocking crud. I am Groot. Okay, now you're just being stupid, and I ain't hearing any more of this nonsense. I am Groot. Huh. You know, that was actually a good point. Okay, let's listen. But if I don't like what I hear, I'm turning the dash thing off. I am Groot. Hey folks, uh, welcome back to Fanholes. This is Mike, uh, I'll be your host tonight. Uh, tonight we're going to be discussing a single topic. Uh, I think I thought it was about time that we discussed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie. Not long ago we had a Guardians of the Galaxy show, uh, but that was before the movie came out, and we mostly talked about the comics and stuff. But, you know, now that the, mov- the movie's out on home video by this time, and, you know, I figured since we-, we had dedicated shows before to, like, an entire movie, like we did it with Avengers, and we did it with, uh, I think, Amazing Spider-Man, we had an entire show dedicated to that movie. So, you know, as popular as Guardians as, as it is, uh, I figured it deserves, like, an entire show for us to talk about it. So yeah, so that that's what this show is going to be focused on, and uh, uh, I, I have two of my fellow fan holes with me. So uh, why don't you guys give a shout out? Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Hey guys, this is Tony, and I am not going to use that same tired line again. So does that <laughs> technically make us hipsters since we kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy before Guardians of the Galaxy is yeah. cool? <laughs> I was going to bring that up actually because. Uh, like, yeah, like, before this movie came out, everyone was kind of, like, on the fence about it, and, like, yeah, anyone who read the comics or anything, where they, we were all like, oh, it's gonna be good, you know, it's cool, it's Guardians, it, it's, like, it's, like, super cool, like, you guys will all see, and now, now like, everyone likes it, and, and yeah. yeah. We we knew as long as they didn't go with, you know, Bendis's like, kind of script, they'd be fine, and we knew early on they were gonna do more Abnett and Landing stuff, so we were, yeah, we were... We were cool before it was cool, man. <laughs> that's that's it's true. Now we can like I think we said it in the Guardian, the previous Guardians show, but we can breathe the sigh of relief that Rocket never said "Blam, I murdered you" in this movie. So, <laughs> oh, God, you're making me beat up. It's kind of like, I know, like, Honest Trailers had, like, their Honest Trailer for, like, Captain America the Winter Soldier. And, like, in it they say, like, like, Captain America's cool now. And I was kind of like, what you talking about, bro? Captain America's always been cool. So, like, I kind of felt that way about Guardians. Like, you know, like, no one thought, like, Rocket Raccoon was cool before this movie, you know. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people who were talking about that before the movie came out. There was, like... <clears throat> there was a lot of people who were like, you know, I think the raccoon could be cool, but there was people who were like, a raccoon, man, that'll never work. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> a raccoon and a tree, like, man, whatever. Well, Honest Trailers uh, did a Guardians of the Galaxy one recently, too, and they were like, they were struggling to come up with bad things to say. 
Yeah. It's just it it really is a fun movie and well I guess that's what we'll talk about. Uh I guess I'll just start off and like ask you guys like what's in the most general sense like what was your movie going experience like when you saw this for the first time like you know did you enjoy it like what was did the audience respond well to it uh like uh Brian like what was your experience seeing this movie um it's hard to remember because I ended up going to it three times so I can't remember which one exactly <laughs> was my first but I think for myself going in as kind of um lukewarm to it you know I didn't know what to expect and I didn't feel like all the trailers I'd seen had really sold me on it. Like, for one, they all use that, that one Uga Chaga song. And I got kind of sick of that. So I was like, uh, we'll see what this is like. But obviously, you know, I went in and I loved it. And I, I eventually went up. Like, I didn't go with the same friend or by myself three times. I took, like, three people that hadn't seen it each time to it. But it was it was always, like, as an excuse. Like, oh, you haven't seen it? Well, I'll take you to it just so I could see it again. So, I mean, yeah, I love the movie. I thought it was really freaking awesome. Yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I was like, I almost wanted to take my parents to go see it, but, like, I didn't think my dad would, like, like it because he doesn't, he doesn't like quote-unquote fake movies, as well, he calls them. Raccoons yeah. exist. It's not fake. <laughs> that's what I, see, that's what I told him. But I, was like, nope. yard. <laughs> I, was telling, I was telling my mom, like, what's great-grandma's phone number? I want to call her. Oh, she's dead? I can't take her? Dang it. <laughs> I was looking for people to take. Running out of relatives. <laughs> what about you, Tony? Like, what was your experience seeing this movie? I, I'm actually not a big moviegoer, but I actually made sure I went to see this in the theaters. Um, usually I just watch stuff on DVD, but I, I made plans to see this. And uh, me and one of my friends, uh, she's a cool girl, but she's not really into comic books and stuff. She's more of a video gamer. But I was like, we got to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. There's no, there's no way that this is negotiable. We have to go see this. And uh, me and her went in there, and it was actually, like, uh, opening weekend. So it was pretty packed. <laughs> it was it was rather packed. Um, the, the the main thing I took away from it is, is at the points where I was, you know, supposed to laugh, you know, I did laugh. There was a lot of good jokes in there and stuff. But I noticed that the audience, one of the things I really kind of made me feel good as a comic book, you know, fan or, like, just a superhero fan is, like, when they were telling story parts or when, you know, they were doing action parts, people were really engrossed. They were, like, you know, they, like, had that look on their face, like, you know, holy shit, this is really good, you know? And that made me feel good just because, not, not you know, we were joking about the hipster thing, but it made me feel good knowing how fun the comics were that these people who weren't exposed to it like, we're able to be like, you know, when we walked out of the theater, you know, they're like, you know, man, Star Lord's cool. He's like, you know, he's fun. You know, it's like, you know, that kind of bonding experience with a whole group of people is like, did I make like, you know, 150 new friends? No, but for like two hours, we were all on the same page, no matter where we came from. And that was, that was kind of cool. You know, everybody seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, I, um, the first time I saw it, like, I think, like, opening night or, like, I, I don't know, I think it came out, like, in the middle of the week. So I think I either saw it, like, on a Thursday night or a Wednesday night. And, like, I I was going to, like, I actually saw it alone because my roommate, uh, I forgot, he couldn't go that night. And then, like, he was like, oh, I can't go the next day either. And then he was going to, like, see it with his girlfriend, like, on the weekend. So I was like, oh, man, like, I can't wait that long. I'm going, like, the opening night. Like, I'll go alone if I have to. And I did. And like I, I, you know, I, I sat, I sat in the back, basically, like up on the top row. But it, it was like IMAX, so it was like all packed and whatever. And you know, everyone pretty much enjoyed it. And like, you know, I was kind, of, yeah, I was kind of part of that experience, like Tony. Like everyone was having a good time, and everyone was laughing. And you know, I, I heard a lot. I guess uh, it had, all the girls were going, oh, at, at like at anything that Groot like did that was pretty cute, mm -hmm. like you know, smiling or you know, making the weird lights with his like spores or whatever. And <laughs> he was inseminating so, everyone in that little cocoon. <laughs> yeah. That's what they didn't know. <laughs> you are <I'm> pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Lord, but yeah. It's, it's pretty much a universally popular movie, I think. And, you know, I, I think it kind of, it was designed to be like a, a sort of crowd-pleasing movie. And 
I, like they probably figured they had an uphill battle like from the beginning, so they had to have some kind of element of uh, humor and fun to it, and you know I, I think that came across really well. Hey, it isn't Star Prince. Star Lord. Oh, sorry, Lord. I picked this guy up a while back for petty thefts. He's got a code name. <laughs> Come on, man. It's an outlaw name. Relax, pal. It's cool to have a code It's not that weird. I guess as a as a point of criticism, maybe I would say that like almost like every character in this like movie is not exactly like accurate to the comics. Like I, I guess most a lot of them are pretty much keyed to their like actors, basically. Like you know, like Chris Pratt. Is, it, it's obviously like like. Chris Pratt and not really like sort of like Star-Lord per se like you know like especially if you're familiar with Star-Lord from like the recent years of comics like you know like Annihilation or Abnett and Lanning series and stuff where he's not so much like a like I I don't know like a roguish kind of like jokey guy he's kind of more of a like a a leader and a soldier and whatnot but and it yeah, like smart ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And even like characters like Ronan, like the the main bad guy and stuff, where they they kind of like pre fit him into a role they needed to play instead of like you know kind of drawing on like I don't know his more current portrayals, I guess, where he's a little more like sympathetic, I guess. But you know, it, it's a minor complaint in the in the grand scheme of things. Maybe I'm just being like a bitter like hipster or whatever. But you know, like I. I just thought it'd be worth mentioning. Well, I mean, there are some hiccups. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, me and Brian would agree that, like, while the Nova Corps was pretty cool, and, I mean, they didn't hurt my feelings, me and Brian are used to the Novas being, you know, kind of like Green Lanterns and flying around in space without suits and having superpowers. And, like I said, you know, the Nova Corps didn't suck by any stretch of imagination, but, you know, it would have been kind of cool to see, like, you know, guys flying around in space. But, you know, I mean... It wouldn't have fit with the story. I understand that, you know. Yeah, I think they leave the door open too, because um, you know, depending depending what happens to the Nova Corps, if like uh, all that power gets like condensed into a few people, maybe then you would see them blasting off in outer space. But with the the entire world populated, maybe it's just not that powerful or whatever. Yeah, I, I was kind of figuring that maybe if they introduce Nova next time or they do a Nova movie, they can be like, okay, instead of an army now, we're going to put all our power into, like, one guy mm-hmm. or something. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, as far as, like, uh, <clears throat> Easter eggs or whatever, uh, John C. Riley, who plays one of the Nova Corps guys, his name is Roman Day, and Roman Day is the guy who gives Richard Ryder, like, his powers, right? Yeah. yeah. I thought he was colored. I didn't think he was human-looking. Yeah, yeah, he, he's yeah, he's kind of like you know, Abyssin isn't he blue? Superman, Al Jordan? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely more alien, but yeah, but his name is Roman Day in the comics, so I thought that was kind of cool, you know, it was like at least made the you know reference. So, mm-hmm. oh, what is he like, uh, Richard Ryder's like Abin Sir or something? Or yeah, 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 he's like yeah, he like you know comes to Earth and like because Nova in the seventies, he he pretty much was like kind of a Green Lantern ripoff, kinda. He was just younger. That was like the Marvel yeah, thing. See, yeah, that's something I've never read. Like I know, I know, uh, way back when we had a Dare and Derek read like the first run of Nova or whatever. But like I, I've never read a lot of Nova. Like I've read some of the current series <clears throat> and then like some of his appearances in New Warriors and like uh, in Avengers and like other places. But I, I defer to Brian like when it comes to Nova, basically. Yeah, honestly, like seventies Nova is probably cooler than New Warriors Nova. It's almost like um. Green Lantern and like Peter Parker mashup or something. It's it's a pretty interesting book. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, nope. I was, I was Human Rocket. <laughs> I was actually like tempted because I know they have like those essential volumes and they have like I think that entire first run of Nova in one like big paperback volume. It's just it's 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 what you you and Derek might disdainfully call like a coloring book. Yeah, no Derek color. always calls them telephone books. I like them. Yeah, right. that's how yeah. I had a few Nova issues, but that's like the bulk of my reading is um the essential Nova. Like yeah. uh, I was gonna get that but then I, I then I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I guess since we're uh, talking about stuff that was like, you know, different as far as because uh, I'll talk about somebody else here in a minute. But as far as like kind of lesser characters 
what do you guys think about the collector? I mean, he's not really, you know, elder of the universe like he is in the comics, but I, th- I thought he was cool. I mean, he collected shit, obviously. <laughs> it's, I mean, he was okay. He was. It was another case of like uh, it was like it's not so much the the collector as it is Benicio del Toro, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, like Benicio del Toro in, in in funky prosthetics and a fur coat. Yeah, yeah, and I mean. I don't know if I would have give, made him the character to de- deliver like a bunch of exposition like about the Infinity Stone because I was kind of like, what did he say? Like, like, I, like I already knew what it did and everything, but I, I was kind of like, what's he talking about? Like, hang on, back up, wait, what? I don't know. Like, I had to watch that scene a couple when I got it like on home video. Like, I had to watch that scene a couple times because his his accent was kind of like. Let's just turn on the closed captioning real quick. <laughs> Before creation itself, there were six singularities. Then the universe exploded into existence, and the remnants of these systems were forged into concentrated ingots. Infinity Stone. Yeah. They're always so pissy when you try to pause and rewind at the movie theater. Like, I don't know what they're thinking. I know, yeah. Like, just shut up and I can hear. Clearly, obviously you understand that I read the comics first, so I'm better than you people. <laughs> so that's what I should have done. Like the, the second time I went to see the movie, I should have like stood up right <laughs> before that scene and been like, "Could everyone be quiet so I can hear what he's saying?" Just like read a wear, wear a shirt that says, "I read the comics," and you know, stand up and be like, "I'm just, I'm just gonna authenticate this movie for facts, so you can all just be quiet, <laughs> let me do my job." Then I'm gonna gripe wow. about it on a podcast, so. Rocket shouldn't be that tall. Rocket is like <laughs> two inches shorter than that. Okay. Um, I, I did uh, say this a minute ago when I was talking about the collector, but uh, I was going to mention this one. Uh, you were talking about uh, Star Lord, Mike, who I think Star Lord was pretty okay. I mean, he was a little bit different. Rocket and Groot, pretty much like they are in the comics. Um, Drax was a little different. His backstory was kind of changed stuff. I think the only person who kind of like it didn't piss me off because she was handled okay. But I, Before I'm just you go on, to... like, yeah, go... Gamora's hot in the comics, and that actress is not hot. I hated that. <laughs> like, that was my biggest gripe. I don't care about her characterization, but man, she's a babe in the, the comics. Ugh. <laughs> okay. Go on. Okay. Um, well, no, I mean, I mean I, this is about her characterization. Is like, in the comics, she is a badass. She, I mean, her title is literally the most dangerous woman in the galaxy. And I just didn't one get that from Chloe Saldana. So. Huh? <laughs> I said one of the biggest boobed, too, but go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just didn't get that from Zoe Saldana. She didn't – I mean, she had a couple of badass scenes, but even her badass scenes, she didn't come off as badass as Gamora does in the comics, you know? Yeah, I was – like, the comic fan in me was kind of like, doesn't Gamora have, like, super strength or something? And she's getting, like, beaten up by all these prisoners or whatever. But yeah. I was like, okay, whatever. I guess she doesn't, like, in this movie or whatever. But, no, I get you, though. She wasn't exactly – she she was – I guess she was more of a plot device, like, because she, you know, she kind of kicks off the whole, like, Thanos thing and Ronan thing and whatnot, but yeah. you know she did she did an okay job, but yeah she could have been better I guess. Yeah, I in, mean in all in all regards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, it well, I mean, it's like you said, Mike. You know, in, in context of the story, everything works. I mean, there's nothing that like made me mad, but you know, fanboy in me does have to like nitpick. But that's what it is. It's nitpicking. There was really nothing that like pissed me off. I don't walk out, you know, like more sucks. I was just like, you know, I would like Gamora to be a little bit better, you know. I, a lot yeah. of a lot of fans were bitching about Ronan. Uh, I mean, do you think that was worth it or not? I mean, I didn't. I, I took him as just being a placeholder villain. He was there until we get the big bad with Thanos, and that's what I got out of it, you know. I was. I think Derek's mentioned this before, but I was surprised they could use Ronan because I, I I would have figured Ronan would have been part of like the Fantastic Four license. And so, like, he would have been, like, owned by Fox, but I guess not. Maybe he's, like, part of the Avengers, or, yeah, maybe, I don't know how they, they license characters out, but they usually, like, keep certain characters with certain licenses. Uh, the Kingpin was part of, like, Daredevil's license for a while, which is why, like, uh, the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon couldn't use Kingpin in their that cartoon. But, like, I, I don't know, Ronan, Ronan originally appeared in, like, Fantastic Four, so I was surprised they could use him in this movie. 
Yeah, but, the, you know, the, the Kree and the Skrull were more Fantastic Four things, yeah. Yeah, but I, I guess, like, he... I mean, he was okay. I, I get what you're saying, and, like, like what I was saying earlier, like, I'm kind of more used to him being a little more, like, sympathetic, like, like over the last, like, six or seven years, like, in comics. So, like, I was kind of like, oh, well, he's a total, like, terrorist, like, douchebag in this, but, yeah, you know. He's, he, he's kind of more anti-hero-y now, kind of, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, he was okay. He he served his function, you know. Uh, what did you guys think of, like, the brief appearance of Thanos, like, or Josh Rolandos <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> I I thought they kind of made his face too too much like Josh Brolin. Like, I was like, that's not Thanos, it's a purple Josh Brolin. That didn't bother me until I read that you said that, and then I was like, yeah, I see it. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm glad I could ruin it for yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for ruining the film. Thanks for killing it. <laughs> I'm going to go bump your shirt now. <laughs> um, I, I, as far as I go, as far as Thanos, a lot of people were kind of bitching that he wasn't in the movie that much and all that stuff and yada, yada, yada. And, okay, that's a fair point. I mean, I'll give you that. But at the same time, he is pretty much like the big bad of Phase 2 and 3. Like, I think this was just to build him. And when you're building someone, it's kind of cool to have this guy who's like, I am such a badass, I don't need to, like, fucking get my hands dirty. Ronan, go take, you know, go take care of my light work, you know? He didn't even need to stand up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He just sat on his throne. Yeah, I think Derek made the point that, like, I guess it, he didn't really like Thanos, or he didn't really like get a lot out of Thanos's like appearance in this movie because he was kind of like you know anyone watching this movie with no pre knowledge of Thanos is probably like well Thanos must be a wuss if he just backs down when Ronan like takes the Infinity Stone and just kind of goes to town, but you know most anyone who's who knows Thanos or is like comic or genre like savvy probably knows that Thanos is probably like oh well you know Ronan will probably fuck up and then I'll come in and take the stone or whatever or or he just doesn't care you know yeah, but, Thanos is a badass I mean he's very strong and he's like nigh invulnerable but he's always portrayed in the comics as a schemer first and then when it comes down to like you know brass tacks he will beat your ass but he doesn't like to get his hands dirty that often until he gets his hands on like the infinity gauntlet and then Yeah, then he just wants to kills know, everyone. Wreck, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or a cosmic cube or whatever. But like I know we're we're coming across as like critical of this movie, but it's because like there's so much positivity towards it that like it's like I'm kinda like searching for things to say about it. Oh yeah, it. I mean we'll 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 gush about it here in a little bit, but yeah, we are getting kind of the negatives out of the way. Um I will say this, as far as a middle ground Yondu didn't piss me off, but he kind of did, and it's totally a fanboy thing. Me and Derek are both big fans of the original Guardians of the Galaxy, and Yondu in that is a totally different character. He's the same kind of look, except they, they, it looks like they cut his fin off, I guess. Hmm. Um, his teeth are a little bit better, too, in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that, too. Yeah, it was yeah. like, man. But but it's, damn yo, <laughs> go see, go get some corrective surgery or something. Fix yeah. your grill. <laughs> do, you, do, you need, do you need a retainer? Um, but uh, but like this one, he's definitely more of a. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, they're they're called you know pretty much like scavengers, the ravagers and stuff, you know, and they're more mercenary like and all that. Which I mean, again, you know, it, it's it's hard to nitpick because it fits in the story well. But me, I think me and Derek, we we both were talking about this. Yondu could have been anybody. He didn't have to be Yondu, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like I was mentioning before, where it kind of wasn't the character. It was just like Michael Rooker, like in blue paint or whatever. But it, it, it was Space Merle from, like, Walking Dead or whatever. You got to play the hand you dealt. Only got one. Yeah, he was fine, but yeah, he wasn't Yondu. But, yeah, you know, they could have yeah. thrown in the actual the original script had Blondu and he had a surfer accent, but they they changed it up and made it Yondu. <laughs> I'll get a shit, man. <laughs> I think hey, I would have accepted that. Um, yeah, I didn't get the accent. I don't know why he's all talking like that, but other, once you get past that, he's fun the character at least. Yeah, yeah, he had a lot of good like scenes. Like I liked when he was talking to like the broker. You know, the broker was trying to explain to him, and he was like, ah, bah, 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 yep. you know, yeah, 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 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I I heard this. I did not know this. Somebody please tell me who it was, uh, what character he was or what background character it was. But apparently Nathan Fillion was in this. He was just like a background character. Like he um, didn't have He's the guy line. that Groot shoves his fingers up his nose in the prison. And then uh they're all like, "Yeah, I'm with him." You know. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, okay. okay. He's a big meat looking dude. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, I just I just heard he was in it. Like, yeah, he wasn't a character really. He was just there. But uh, yep, that's cool. That's- no, what I didn't know. I looked it up because I was curious, and I didn't think to like think about it uh, until like earlier, like this week. Uh, Seth Green was the voice of Howard the Duck at the end. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, cool. I was like, I wonder who did say yeah Howard the Duck. But yeah, well, speaking of, I guess I just like said it. You know, the after credit scene is. You know Howard the Duck, and I, I know like when I I think there was only about a dozen people in the theater left when like the, I was the first time I saw it, and I was kind of I thought that was weird because I was like, don't you guys like know about Marvel movies like it, now? It, it's it's been mm-hmm. like like almost like almost ten years. There's always an after credit scene. Come on, guys. Yeah, but I don't know. The the response was kind of like lukewarm. Like even with those like dozen or so people, they were kind of like, what? Like uh, what? Like huh? You know, like, honestly, uh, I actually really liked it for one reason. I I don't mind the after credit scenes, but like they always like build to the next thing, and I think it fit more with Guardians of the Galaxy for it not to build to the next thing. You know, <laughs> you- I mean, I was kind of like, oh, that's cute, but then I was like, oh man, there was nothing for Avengers two or. Mm-hmm. You know, anything like that. I don't know. Brian, what did you think of, like, the after credits? Um, it was throwaway for me. I didn't really care one way or the other. Yeah. Didn't hurt your yeah, feelings, kinda... but you didn't love it, yeah. Yeah. That seemed to be the the, the most popular response to it. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, honestly, okay. when I watch it on Blu-ray, I turn it off when the credits come on. I don't sit yeah, and wait for even... the Howard the Duck scene. The movie's <laughs> yeah. over and the credits come on. That's all I'll say. Not even worth it, yeah. I, w- I was going to bring this up. Um... There's a lot of people in here who are pretty much established. Vin Diesel is famous because of Fast and Furious. Uh, John C. Riley is a well-known comedic actor. Glenn Close is in this, and of course everybody knows who she is. Um, there's a lot of well-known uh, actors and stuff. But one of the things that a lot of people are talking about is how, like, this year, like, Chris Pratt is, like, a huge star on the rise. And not only that, but as a wrestling fan... I think Dave Bautista, his name is Bautista in the wrestling world, but Dave Bautista, um, I think they both turned in really good performances. And, like, I can see why people like Chris Pratt. I can see why he's becoming a bigger star. I mean, did you guys think that, like, these were pretty good, like, you know, like, star turns? Like, you know, you kind of see why these guys were, you know, cast for this for these roles? Well, honestly, I think Bautista's role was written for him because, like, uh, many people pointed out his like non-acting ability like played so well to how Drax plays in the movie, like it's like the yeah. perfect role for him. So like his terrible delivery of lines is hysterical because that's how how Drax talks in the movie. Your words mean nothing to me. As far as Chris Pratt, like I, I thought he was funny in like Parks and Rec and stuff, and I thought he's great in Guardians. But I'll say like seeing the um trailers and stuff for like Jurassic Park like I have no interest in going to see Jurassic Park with Chris Pratt <laughs> so I don't know that like his movie stardom has like you know I don't know made me all starry eyed I'm like oh my gosh I gotta go see the new Chris Pratt movie at all but he was good in this yeah. I think we actually mentioned that when we we did our like little trailer show where we talked about Jurassic World and I was kind of like yeah I saw Chris Pratt and I was like oh that's just like Star Lord with a vest on or whatever and I <laughs> Well, but, well, well yeah. fair, I, I think I think Jurassic World is going to be more. If it's a failure, it's not going to be because of Chris Pratt. It's just going to be because it's probably just going to be a terrible movie, <laughs> or because uh, Opie's daughter is in it and she's only in movies that bomb. Apparently, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Opie's daughter, come here for a minute. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm just wondering uh, what what do you guys think about like some of the bigger names like Glenn Close and uh, you know whatnot being in it. I, I, I was okay with it. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't didn't have Glenn, a huge role. I know, but yeah, you know. yeah. Glenn Close didn't really have a lot to do, but I guess she added like some. Uh, what did what do they call it? Like, gravitas. Yes. Yeah, gravitas. Yeah, or, 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 or the Larrys would say star power. <laughs> I was just confused because they called her Nova Prime, but she didn't look like a white Optimus Prime at all. Hmm. I know, right? <laughs> What's up with that? 
Um, I, I guess, you know, uh, Mike, you know, you, you, you wanted to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy, and we have been kind of uh, critical so far, just to start off, but, uh, you know, what, what was like, what was like, I'll go last, but what was your big scene? What was the scene that you were just like, oh, shit, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, you know, it just sold you on it, you know? Oh gosh, uh, I don't. I wasn't expecting to be put on the spot. Let me pull up my list. <laughs> yes, I, I don't know if I have a like a one favorite scene, but like there was there's a, there's just a lot of good scenes. Like you know, I have a lot of like good favorite moments and favorite lines and stuff. Like I don't. Know, one of the lines that made me laugh the most, and it's like such a. It's like it's not even like a special line or in a big scene or whatever, but like after they like make the jail or while they're doing the jailbreak and they're like, they go to the lock, the weapons locker and like, like they're rearming and they're putting their like clothes back on. Like, I don't know why, but like the first time I heard it, I was like laughing my ass off when like, when rocket goes like, they rolled my pants into a ball. They folded yours. Yeah. That's just rude. That's rude. Like, they folded yours. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but I just found that that line like hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. There were there were various other lines like that that like especially like Rocket would like have great delivery and stuff. And and Brian's right. Like like Dave Bautista's like intentionally like not trying to be awful, but his lines are awful. Like yeah. readings like. They, they, he was pretty funny, like, uh, I don't know, in a weird, like, I would catch reverse bizarro way. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was going to, I remember something like Brian said, like, way back when, before this movie even came out, where I think someone was, like, complaining about, like, Dave Bautista and saying he couldn't pull it off or something. And I think it, I think it was you, Brian. You were like, man, like, all Drax has to do is look angry and have a boner for killing Thanos. <laughs> like, it's not a, like, comp- it's not a complex role, so I, like I, I think, yeah, you, you were pretty dead on, like, and they, they they pretty much yeah wrote the role for him, and he didn't like have to like work so hard mm-hmm. at it. Yeah, and he pretty much nailed that. Yeah, he pretty much liked to kill stuff and uh, looked angry. Yeah, <laughs> all of his laughing during like the slaughter scenes were pretty funny. Yeah. Everyone just kind of yeah. looks at him sideways. Um, I didn't have a standout. Uh, scene kind of like Mike like I think the whole movie's pretty darn awesome but I will say like I went into the movie kind of um you know I liked Ra- Rocket Raccoon as a character and like I left the movie freaking in love with Rocket Raccoon <laughs> like I think he's <laughs> excellent in the movie like all of his lines are hysterical I just love him so yeah well I, I remember Mike you said earlier like a lot of these people are the actors and you know they kind of play kind of themselves as these characters I think Bradley Cooper was Rocket Raccoon, though. Yeah, he, he did a great job with the lines. And it, it's funny because he was not the, the one who, like, acted with those actors. Like, it, it was, like, I think James Gunn's brother who was doing, like, all of Rocket's, like, uh, motion capture. And, like, he was, like, reading the lines, like, as they acted the scene. So it, it's funny because, like, everyone's, like, in love with, like, everyone who saw the movies in love with, like, Bradley Cooper's portrayal of the character. But, like, those actors, like, they weren't, like, like responding to him, basically. They were responding to, like, James Gunn's brother or whatever. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. But, yeah, yeah, I think he did an awesome job. And I, I agree with you, Brian. Like, like I, I liked Rocket Raccoon before, but, like, this movie definitely, like, catapulted him like up the list of like characters that I like I really have an affinity for, you know, just love seeing in action. I, I think it, it pretty much established him as sort of a, a one of those like Deadpool esque like characters that people will cling to or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, the breakout character, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess like uh, I'm kind of like you, Mike. Um, I didn't really have a favorite scene, but there's just a lot of good beats that were just like. You know, they 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 tied the whole movie together. You know, it was like when there was any like you know fight scene and stuff like that, they would have a really good you know dialogue scene. I think one of my favorites though was when they were all uh, aboard the ship after they uh, had just left nowhere, and they you know like Chris Pratt gives his like you know we're losers but we're going to be heroes now story. By that that's fine. Good job. You know we're all banding together. But then they all looked you know Rocket. Uh, funny funnily enough, Brian. And, you know, he's just kind of, like, still on the fence a little bit. And then he, like, stands up, and he's like, great, we're all standing in a circle. 
we're all jackasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it well, I just liked it because it was like that kind of knowing joke, like, you know, like, this happens to all heroes. We all stay in a circle and pledge our allegiance to fighting good, you know, for the good of it, you know. It was like uh, a funny, odd, yeah. Another funny, like, visual scene. I, I, I liked it the, towards the beginning where, like, Rocket, like, is like, I take pleasure in the little things, like, and he takes out his giant gun and, like, <laughs> Star-Lord's, like, like, 50 feet away, like, running away with the orb and he, like, shoots him, like, mm-hmm. from 50 feet away and you see him, like, get get electrocuted from far away. Like, I, I love, like, visual humor like that. So. Yeah. yeah. In the theaters, that's one thing that I remember got, like, a pretty big laugh. Because he, like, I don't know, he holds that, like, getting electrocuted moment for, like, just a beat longer than you expect, and, like, everyone's laughing. <laughs> Good it's, stuff. It's just, like, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite Batista lines, I don't know if you guys heard me a minute ago, but it was, like, you know, yeah, things really go over his head. It's like, nothing goes over my head. I would catch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that whole speech he gave, like, when they were in Ronin's ship at the end, where he was like, uh, you, Peter Quill, you are my friend. And this dumb tree, it is my friend. And you, whore, you are my friend. And yeah. she's like, stop! <laughs> and then, like, when Nebula jumps down, he shoots her, and he's like, no one talks to my friends like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's actually kind of cool that you brought up Nebula. Um, unlike, uh, sorry guys, spoilers, but I'm pretty sure everybody on the fucking planet has seen this movie by now, so I'm not worried about it. Uh, obviously, Ronan bites the big one in this movie, but uh, Nebula actually gets away, and she's also like Gamora, you know, associated with Thanos. Um, do you think that was kind of cool that you know she she leaves to come back and fight, you know, another day? Honestly, like I don't think she was like like I don't know really essential to this movie. Like she was just kind of a a end boss for Gamora to fight or whatever, and, like, I don't know, like, you know, Karen Gillum is, like, obviously pretty, and, like, I can, uh, she's very pretty, and I admire her dedication to, like, shaving her head for this role and all that, and, like, I don't know, like, I I was just kind of like, well, man, you didn't really do a whole lot in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't too nebula-y, yeah. She was, yeah. The the only positive I was going to mention was that she was hotter than Gamora. <laughs> That's true. Still with her head uh, shaved, yeah, she still was. Yep. Thanks, Dad. Sounds fair. I don't know. Maybe she'll show up in Infinity War or whatever. Like Avengers Three is going to be titled, or you know, obvious. Maybe Guardians Two. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's something we should discuss. Like, what do you? Where do you think this story is going? Like for the second, like Guardians of the Galaxy. What do you think they're going to do? Like next. As far as I go, um, being a big fan of the uh, Abnet and Landing series. I would totally not hate if they introduced some more of my favorite characters. I'm a big I'm a big fan of Bug. I, I know I'm probably in the minority, but I like Bug. Um, Chick. Chick. Um, I like Mantis. I think Mantis is a fun character. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind, like, you know, a couple of more people. They don't have to be Guardians. I know in the movie universe, you don't want to make the team too big. I mean, you can, but it's shown that too many characters kind of screws up the stew. But they can be supporting characters. And um, the next movie really should have some, some Thanos in it, like a lot of Thanos. Because they really have to yeah, gear up for the Infinity War. Like, honestly, right. I think it's wide open. Like, I have no clue what they're going to do. But I think it'd be cool to get one, a Nova proper, which we already kind of talked about. I think it'd be cool to get, like, Adam Warlock or some crap in there mixed in, especially if it's Thanos-oriented. But, like, yeah, I mean, honestly... It, it's like seems unpredictable to me what they're going to do because, I don't know, it's just so wide open and they keep saying, you know, we're not tied to Avengers and whatnot, you know, we're going to do our own thing, Avengers is separate, so, like, I have no idea where they're going. Yeah, like, I, I would say for uh, our absent fan, Holt Justin, that he, I think he said he would be looking forward to seeing, like, Adam Warlock show up, and yeah, like, I, I was going to ask you, Brian, like, do you, uh, would you prefer like a, a solitary like Nova movie, or would you just prefer him to show up in like this? I think the character strength is there that he could hold his own movie, and it'd be cool. It'd be like it seemed like an easy one to tie into everything that's going on. But any Nova's good Nova, so if this is all I get if he's in a Guardians <laughs> movie. Like I'd be, I'd be super happy with that. Um, would you be down could... if it was Sam? I haven't read any Sam, so no. I guess no. He's... I don't care. 
He was, okay. I mean, he's okay. Like, you know, like, we, we, we oh, yeah, had a topic he's very, on... He's polarizing. I, I like him. I think he, I think the new Nova book is fun, but I know some fans don't like Sam that much. Well, he's he's a fucking unlikable douchebag in that Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, but, like, <laughs> it, in the comics, he's, like, he's okay. Like, we, we did a topic on that new Nova book, and, like, I think we all said it was okay, so... Yeah, I mean, but, honestly, if it's in the movie, it's it's... It's just a name, whether it be Sam or, you know, good old Dick Ryder. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I don't care what, what – as long as the character is cool and, like, Nova looks badass, like, I don't care what his human name is that he uses once in the movie. Uh, what, what might be cool, uh, since we're just, you know, kind of throwing um, some shit against the wall, like, what could happen, I think Annihilus would be a fun villain for the next movie, too. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. This is another thing, like, the Ronin thing. Like, I, I, I'm going to assume that Annihilus is probably included with the Fantastic Four license, so like only Fox can use him, but like I don't know now because that's I would have thought that Ronan would have been included with the Fantastic Four license, but like I guess we'll see. But it would be cool if they did some kind of like mini annihilation thing, like almost yeah, with, like Annihilus or whatever. Yeah, like I, I agree with both with both of you said, and uh, I don't know, like I. <laughs> I, I was gonna say like I wonder if they could like fit Jack Flag into the next like Guardians <laughs> movie, but I, I think he's fun, probably yeah. yeah he's probably on the low list of characters they'd fit in. I got to see Especially. the Star Jammers, and I want it to tie into X Men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they could like vaguely do that. Yeah, we're just going like, to like, Vulcan and have him in the. <laughs> <laughs> they could have Corsair show up, and he could be like, "I have a son who's in a different movie franchise, like who I can't." Name <laughs> That's how he says name. it in the movie. <laughs> you may have watched He's a like, movie with my son. <laughs> I can't legally say his name on screen. But. You can find out about the further adventures of my son in Marvel Comics. Just not in this movie. <laughs> That'd be excellent. Yeah. That's good. Just, I mean, I know we probably won't gush too much about this because there's only so much you could say, but the movie looks fucking amazing. The CGI and, like, the the location shots and everything, it looks like space. It looks cosmic. I really like that. Yeah, it's a very, like, visually stunning movie. Like, I liked all the locales. Uh, the prison was cool, you know, the, the final battle was pretty nice. Like, I really liked all those Nova ships, like... I guess if they weren't going to have like guys flying around with Nova power, then the the, the star shaped ships were pretty cool. Yeah. They were literally starships. <laughs> mm -hmm. Although yeah. I don't know how effective that "let's make a giant net and hold it until we all explode" maneuver was. <laughs> but yeah. Well, yeah, that Poor could almost wall. <laughs> that could almost play into like granting Nova Force to individuals too, like you know. These shitty ships didn't do too well. Like, <laughs> let's try to let's try something else now, and then you know you imbue it into an actual person, and then you got a badass like, Nova. You, like our fatality rate is ninety five percent. These ships, like Nova Prime, like seriously. Instead gotta, of Operation like, Black Shield, is like Operation, you know, Nova Shitty Ship Shield. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was going to ask you guys this: um, due to the movie success and the fact that like. I mean, let's be honest here. Let's even take out the Abnett and Landing and even the, the Bendis, you know, comics that were, you know, well, Bendis, screw you, but the Abnett and Landing comics that were really good. Guardians of the Galaxy is basically a team from, like, the 70s who just showed up for, like, the Korvac saga just to help out and, like, had a couple of their own comics and weren't really big players. They, like, had a, a decent run in the 90s, but they've never been top echelon Marvel characters. Is this, like something that's kind of a game changer that like Marvel can take characters like this. I mean, like this year we're getting Batman. Is this like, you know, like, was that like a game changer that we could take pretty much anything? And as long as we do it well, people are going to show up because people didn't know this was going to be good, but they still showed up. I think I hope like the success of this will like, like, that's why I'm hoping like Ant-Man is good. Cause like, like I know, like I would argue that Ant-Man is like, should or sh at least should be way more well known than the Guardians of the Galaxy, but he he simply I can admit that he simply isn't like especially nowadays and and especially like since there's a negative stigma like attached to his name like whether it be like people just thinking the name Ant Man sounds stupid 
or people having knowledge of Hank Pym and just, you know, dismissing him. Oh, he hit his wife. So, like, you know, that's all, that's all we know about Hank Pym. Like, but, like, I would hope that, like, if both, like, Guardians and Ant-Man are successful, that it encourages Marvel to do more, like, obscure characters, like, and stuff. I mean, you know, we've got, like, we're in their phase three, they're sort of into tire, like, the third tire of ca- oh no no I guess still they're in the second tire of characters now of making movies about like you know we've got yeah. Captain Marvel and Black Panther and the Inhumans coming up but yeah I, yeah, I would like, think as far as like the Avengers verse I mean like yeah because you don't have the Spidey verse you don't have the X Men verse and and Black Panther and Captain Marvel are definitely at least second yeah tier like characters I would give them that. Yeah, so, like, what I'm saying is, like, I wouldn't mind them, like, starting to go into the third tier and maybe, like, have a, you know, do a Moon Knight movie or, you know, someone, like, you know, I'm trying to think of who else I would consider third tier. Um, Well, at uh, least they shouldn't go too far. Like, they can't go into fourth or fifth tier because I don't want to see, like, a Jack of Hearts movie or something. Well, you can't. I brought up up in a top ten list I did. I don't think she's going to be in it, but She-Hulk would be fun. Yeah, yeah, that would be, it's, especially if it was, like, breaking the fourth wall and, like, all that. So, sorry, our our good friend Danja on the boards, but I don't think there will ever be a Stingray movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was on my list, too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's just certain Avengers who just, yeah, should not ever have their own comic or even be in the movies. Um, But some, yeah, there's, there's like, that, that's that's the crazy thing, like, you know, X-Men is well-known for having a shit ton of mutants. You will probably never, ever run out of characters for X-Men movies. But a lot of people really ignore the fact that Avengers has had a lot of different characters, and a lot of them can stand on their own. I would love a Moon Knight solo movie. I think that would be fun. Well, I mean, hell, me and Brian, of course, would like a Avengers West Coast movie, but, you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> as long as there's no Dr. Druid movie. What was his name? Like, like, Doc- what's his real name? Steven Druid? Is that it? Yes, or Droom, or no, Daniel Droom, I think it is. Yeah, because he was originally Dr. Droom, and they had to change it because that sounded a little too close to something. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, they could do Dr. Strange, and then, like, Nicolas Cage can play Dr. Druid or something. <laughs> like, when, and one of the sequels makes me like, I'm here! I'm the Sorcerer's Apprentice! Like, or whatever. You feel alright? My head is, it feels like it's been shaved. <laughs> My head's been shaved. <laughs> like, I live in a castle, but then I had to sell it for tax purposes. <laughs> you like my robes? <laughs> Give me some jelly beans in a jar. <laughs> you hear that, Marvel? Like, Nicolas Cage for Dr. Druid. Keep it subtle. Civilians mustn't know magic exists. That would be complicated. Oh, and you know who would be really fun? Uh, just because we keep, you know, throwing out, you know, uh, various Avengers. I would love to see, like, Next Wave Machine Man, like Aaron Stack, who's kind of, like, fucked in the head. I love that version of him. I don't know why. Yeah, he'd be cool. That Machine Man, like, I would say he's, like, fourth tire, and, like, but he's, I think he's, like, unique enough that he could, like, hold down his own movie or something, but. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it would be huge. I would hope so. But, like, yeah, yeah, he's definitely not, you know, definitely not in the upper echelon of Avengers. I, I will. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, do you guys have any final thoughts about Guardians? Um, I'm going to sound like a shill machine, but I don't really care. Um, If you haven't seen this movie for some fucking reason, it's out on DVD now. It's well worth the time. Even if you don't like superhero movies. It's a good sci-fi movie. If you don't like sci-fi movies, it's a good, like, buddy cop movie. I mean, they they, they have that kind of thing with uh, uh, Rocket and Groot. They're like a buddy cop team. Um, if you like comedies, it's a fucking comedy. There's there's a lot of funny things. I mean, it's going to sound really cliche, but there really is something for everybody in this movie. What have you brought in? I was trying to think of, like, well, I'll say this. Like, in recent memory, it's my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Like, go back, I can't, I was trying to think of, like, what movie I like better, like, from the past five to ten years, and I can't think of one. It's a really good movie. I went in there, like I said, kind of not knowing what to expect, and I didn't see it opening weekend, and I saw some good reviews on the board, so that made me kind of, you know, oh, this might actually end up being good. And then I saw it, and I was, like, blown away. I saw it three times in the theater. I bought it on Blu-ray the day it came out. I watched it that night at home. It's a great movie, Um, so everyone out there should go get it. Not on DVD, as Tony said. 
upgrade, get a Blu-ray player, watch it in Blu-ray. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's a great-looking movie. It's It deserves all the hype it gets. And, yeah, I, I hope it, it continues. Like, number two is good, and I hope, like, the Guardians kind of become a household name after this. And uh, I will... My, my final thought is uh, just to mention uh, something pretty funny. Uh, the the Chinese title for this movie, well, it get translated from the Chinese, uh, is it, it is titled in Chinese, Interplanetary Unusual Attack Team. <laughs> I mean, that sums it up right there. I, 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 think, I think you just made the new... Uh, 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 catch title for the part two, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> Interplanetary Unusual Attack Team. Yeah. I'd, I'd buy it. I'd buy it. They actually, like, I guess it didn't do too well in, in China, and, like, they, they attribute it to that. Like, I guess the they said the subtitles were really extremely poor or something. So Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. It'd be a confusing-ass well, well, movie, like, if you didn't have the proper dialogue or subtitles. Like, it would be a weird movie to watch. Yeah, like, a lot of the jokes are really, like, language-based, mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, so. Yeah, and and, and just for, the, to really bring it home how popular this movie is, and how well it was received, except for Mockingjay. I think Mockingjay finally overtook it, but uh, until that point, Guardians of the Galaxy was the highest-grossing movie of 2014, so. Oh yeah, yeah. It beat out both X Men and uh, Captain America. I know it didn't. It actually didn't beat out like well globally. I yeah. think Amazing Spider Man two like beat it just because like uh, Spider Man I think is the most profitable like superhero like globally like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so, Transformers but... beat it globally because Transformers like made just like fucking two billion in Japan alone or something like that. Yeah, and China, yeah. China like because they filmed part of it in China and China like financed part of that. But yeah, yeah, but you know whatever. I mean, I I, I think I would say Winter Soldier was my favorite comic book movie this year, but Guardians is pretty damn close, like neck and neck with it. So yeah, that's what I. That's my final thought on the movie. So. uh you know, I guess, you know, we're unanimous, and I can safely say that, you know, Derek and Justin, and uh, I don't did Jan see it, or? Uh, Jan saw it. He uh, He's not as big of a comic fan as we are, but he liked it. He thought it was good, yeah. Yeah, so I think, I, I would say, like, this is a six out of the six fan holes, or whatever, <laughs> you know. Six thumbs up. So. <laughs> six holes. <laughs> six holes. <laughs> okay, yeah, we won't go there. Now let's put more of this liquid into our bodies. That's the first thing you said that wasn't that shit crazy. I guess we'll we'll move on to our usual segment, uh, what's awesome in your world this week, and uh, um, I guess I'll I'll start because usually I throw it to someone else, but uh, I'll I'll go first and I'll just say uh, I'm really enjoying uh, the show uh, Gotham, like. Like it just came back after its like hiatus, and like before before that, like it, the last few episodes before that were really good, and it came back, and uh, you know, for a show that I thought wasn't gonna last, and for a show that I was like, man, this is pointless, but like I'm I'm having fun watching it now, and uh, just this last episode, they introduced uh, Leslie Tompkins, and she's played by uh, Marina Baccarin of uh, Firefly fame, and uh, I think she's also been on like uh, she was a big character on Home. Homeland, or I forgot what other show she was on, but uh, let me just say, like, you know, if you if you remember that old lady that helped Batman in, like, the 90s cartoon, like, I mean, in this show, she's rawr, <laughs> seriously, wow. <laughs> she's yeah, she's like, a bit high, really, boop, <laughs> Yeah, exactly, so I'm like, uh, I was like, I want to just watch the show to see Dr. Leslie Tompkins from now on. Oh, but, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me, I know. But yeah, so that, that's my awesome. Oh, good. I, I will secret brothers you on that because I thought Gotham kind of sucked at first, but the last like three or four episodes have you know have they turned me around to where it's my favorite show? No, but am I really wanting to give it a chance? Yeah, it's 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 really kind of you know. I, on Mondays, I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to watch this. I want to find out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it, and I I think uh, it's it's interesting, and it's it's uh. It's it's proven that it it does have like legs beyond you know just waiting for Bruce Wayne to like grow up out of his like ten year old death metal phase or whatever <laughs> yeah so that's my awesome thing uh, Tony what's your awesome thing this week um mine is more toy oriented 
after the uh, Christmas holidays, uh, usually there's a drought of toys. But uh, lo and behold, I go to a you know a friggin' you know brick and mortar store and uh, Walmart, and what do I see? Uh, there's Nightbeat, uh, Windblade, and you know some new stuff. Um, I didn't buy Windblade because I consulted with my fellow fan holes, and she sucks. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I did get a uh, Nightbeat. I finally purchased after a. Uh, Back and forth Waspinator due to our good friend Brian's uh, recommendation. Uh, it is actually a really cool figure, Brian. I agree. And just because I was kind of iffy about it, but I really do like the Insecticons from G1. I bought Scrapnel, who is Shrapnel from G1. It's a new version of them, well, updated version. Um, I'm happy with all my purchases. Uh, Nightbeat, he could be better. I'm not going to sit here and say he's the best in the world, but it's Nightbeat. And He's not a character who gets a lot of love as far as toy form, so I know Mike, you're the same way as like it's Nightbeat, I gotta buy him, you know. I mean, yeah, it's like he's he's the cheapest Nightbeat toy you could buy right now, basically. <laughs> exactly. What are your options? Yeah, it's like the 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 G one one or the uh, the collectors club one, and they're both probably like exorbitant amounts of money. Yeah, the club one sucks, anyways. Like this one's a lot. Yeah. Cooler. Yep. Yeah, and uh, as as I said, Brian recommended Waspinator, and I was kind of on the fence about him. But honestly, when you take that little bugger out of the package, he's a nice figure. I'm I've I've been really impressed with how they've handled Beast Wars and the Thrilling Thirties. Rhinox mm-hmm. is great. Uh, Rat Trap, pretty good. I mean, he he has like a small <laughs> few things. He, look, he looks like Rat Trap. Um, he he looks he's like Rat a, Trap. He's got a great he's got a great rat mode, like at least. Yeah. Yeah. He looks, yeah, he has an awesome rat mode. And uh, Waspinator actually is probably one of the best ones. He's, he's got a great paint job. I mean, the the detail is amazing. And uh, I was telling Mike, uh, no, or Derek maybe, earlier this week, that uh, his transformation is a lot more cooler than you would think when you actually uh, fiddle with it. It's like, huh, I didn't see him transforming that way. That's kind of cool. So. Uh yeah, those are like my three. Uh, Scrapnel, he's he's a basic figure. He's like uh, uh I guess they call it the commander class now or whatever, and he's basic, but he's fun. And he he's got a little reflector with him, who's another G one character. So yeah, good good Transformers toy haul for me this week. It's pretty sweet. Uh, related, uh, Target had like the deluxes on like sale for like ten bucks. To, uh yeah, the, the last week, and I picked up Tankor finally. I just like to say his tank mode is pretty sad. Hmm. Like it's it's really pathetic. Like it's like really bad. But yeah. But he for ten bucks I was like okay yeah I guess I'll get it. Brian what what was awesome in your world this week? Well I'm a little behind the times but I got Netflix recently and um I'm both behind the times of getting Netflix and watching this show so I was like everyone in the whole world and their grandmother knows like Breaking Bad's a cool show. So I started watching Breaking Bad, and it's a really cool show. So everyone, everyone nice. and their grandmother was correct. It's cool. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I was pretty. Right. I just, I just started watching it this past November, so don't feel bad. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. I, like I, I originally searched for the Batman movie on Netflix, like the original Michael Keaton one, and all that came up was Batman Returns and After. I was like, what the hell? I don't want to watch Batman Returns. I want to watch Batman. And then so I was trying to think, what what else could I watch? I already typed in the B. Oh, I'll watch Breaking Bad. So that's really the only reason I started watching it, but I'm kind of glad I did. So Sweet. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty behind on it, too. Like, I only finished watching it, like, maybe, like, half a year ago, too. So, But, yeah, it's an awesome show. And, uh, I think we, me, you, and Tony are probably the only ones who watched it, so, or watched some of it, at least. So, As far yeah. as the fan holes, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think I don't think Derek or Justin have seen it, so yeah. Yeah, I, I we, think we're in our own best, secret club now. Yeah, I think at the best Derek's maybe seen one episode or two, but I'm on season four now. I gotta buy season five. Yeah, I, I think I missed an episode here and there, but I, I've seen most of it. I, I'd say I've seen like eighty percent of it. Yeah, awesome. Okay, cool. So uh, I guess that's it. Uh, that's our Guardians of the Galaxy the movie show or. Interplanetary unusual attack team show, yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, you know the usual deal. Uh, I'll, I'll throw it over to you, Tony, because you do it better than me. Like, where where can you find if if you are looking to read more or listen to more further adventures of the fan holes? Where can you do such a thing? Uh, we have plenty of options on social media. Uh, we have a Twitter. We also have 
Our show available on iTunes, also the uh, Blogspot, and you can also catch us on Podbean. We also have a uh, Stitcher Radio. We do stuff on Tumblr, posting pictures and whatnot. Uh, of course, if you enjoy the Facebooks, we got our own Facebook page. This uh, week, our good friend Derek just started an Instagram for us, and we're going to try to start putting some stuff on there. So that's always cool. And, of course, as always, if you want to get a hold of us directly, send us your comments, criticisms, and questions. You can get a hold of us at uh, fanholespodcast at gmail.com. Or just stop Sweet. by. The door's always open. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Someone will be here. Awesome. Thank you, Tim. Thank you very much. No problem. So, yeah, that's our show. And uh, why don't you guys say goodbye? Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Uh, this is Tony, and I have nothing cool to say. <laughs> I also, I've got a good closing line. I'll just say that we may be fan holes, but we're not 100% dicks. <laughs> I don't think anybody is 100% dick. <laughs> and since it's been so long, Brian, do, do the do, man. <gasps> Peace! Riley, I trust everyone. I, I act with childlike innocence in everything I am in. Look at my hair, God. <laughs>